So if you were going to back out, too late. There comes a time for every vampire when the idea of eternity becomes momentarily unbearable. Living in the shadows, feeding in the darkness with only your own company to keep rots into a solitary, hollow existence. Immortality seems like a good idea until you realize you're going to spend it alone. Oh, hello. I'm the dragon. This is Filmsack. Sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to FilmSack. This is FilmSack, episode 374, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, pull your pants up, young man, Dunaway. Ooh, excuse me. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi. Look. Hello. I'm just going to vamp out loud for a minute. Vamp out loud. Vamping. <laughs> all right. Hey, let's see if I can understand this film. Warning, I'm going to use some air quotes. Eternal vampire teen Lestat is awakened from his sad nap when the suburban kids next door start a new metal band to piss off their parents. Lestat tries out for the band and lands lead vocals. Ow, finger cramps. Lestat finds some success as a rocker and Taylor Swift's, ow, his vampire family. Now that's a shaman. Meanwhile, grown-ass teenager Jessie rebels against her strict orthodox parents by pursuing bad boy Lestat after she reads Lestat's personal diary outlining his failures in love, including a cringeworthy moment with his Egyptian grandma (laughs) and his subsequent loneliness. Jessie is all like, I'm lonely too. You get me, Lestat. Let's run away together and live happily ever after. At this point, I took my own sad nap, and when I woke up, Great great grandma vampire was turning to dust, which is what happens when you sleep with your grandkids. Yeah. So I thought the movie was over, right? But apparently, Lestat still had to confront his girlfriend's father figure to confess he gave Jesse VD, vampire disease. <laughs> but even that wasn't the end. Lestat still wanted to make up for his misdeeds by delivering Jesse's dad a vampire life partner. Ow who David had apparently been stalking through Instagram-like paintings, which weren't even a thing in 2002, so this whole theory has kind of fallen apart at this point. Randy, save my fingers. Oh, your poor fingers, dude. Your knuckles and all the stuff you need those for. I My favorite parts were the parts where you stopped to do air quotes again in the middle of a word. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, wow, and also you're like one of those trailers that gave away the whole movie plot in one trailer. Well done. I like that. I left the middle, I left the middle wide open. Yeah, I that's didn't... true. That's true. That awesome middle of this movie that's so good. Yeah, and I can't wait to talk about how great it was. It's all yours. Also, I left plenty of material on the, on the floor. There you I go. might cover the middle. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, also with us, Randy, do not bite that statue, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian, Randy. I've been thinking, what if my greeting to you here was purposeless and pointless? What if what I'm doing right now has no direction and no real plot? Mm. Can I convince you to listen to a whole greeting where I'm not funny, 
or interesting. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> That's right. The best thing in my whole greeting was Chester Bennington. I was about to say, because it doesn't even matter. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Isn't he the guy who, uh, he's the brother to uh, uh, the, the T-1000 from Terminator 2, right? Do I have that right? Robert Patrick's brother is the singer for that band? I thought that was the yeah. deal. I, 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 I don't I don't know that. I think that's true. Oh, no, you know I'm thinking is that, of is uh, uh, Hey Man, Nice Shot. Those are the guys I'm thinking of. Ah, oh, really? Filter. Yeah, filter. Filter's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Never mind. Get kind of oh. confused. Uh, <laughs> finally with us, Brian, get me some Lestop. Lestat. Oh, yeah, I think, I think maybe four emails snuck through before you issued that correction. Probably. Uh, so... The queen of the vampires, a mother of the vampires, great-grandmother of vampires, whatever, comes back to check on Vampire Lestat, who's not played by Tom Cruise, after being in hibernation for dozens of years to give him a promotion to king. So it's not so much interview with a vampire as much as, much as it's, you've already got the job, it's 100-year performance review with a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> where do you, where do you see yourself in 200 years? Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I love that. That's really good. I, I, you know, and I just want to say, like, I guess I, I get the Tom Cruise thing, but for if, if there's anybody listening who actually knows who this guy is, or like even better knew at the time who he was, mm. I don't believe in you. Like, <laughs> he is so unknown. It's shocking well, to me how he got this role. Well, all right, like, let, let's talk. Time. Let's talk about this guy. So he's he was almost a year or two earlier. Almost yeah, Aragorn. I, I read that. Aragorn from yeah. uh, the, yes. the Lord of the Rings. In fact, he was on set, filmed for four days in that role before Peter Jackson went, okay, guys, hold on a second. I'm going to sandwich. Okay, that was back when he was big, so that's my joke there. Right, yeah. um, he said, yeah. he says, uh, I don't think he's going to work out. So he goes out and hires uh, the freaking Vigo Mortensen and brings him in. And then they were like, oh, okay, this is our guy. He was almost that famous. Almost famous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he he. Okay, look, this was a time when he was being given a chance, uh, and so Randy's right. He had he really had anything much up until then? Not really. But you know, he was being given a chance. He was Dorian Gray right after this in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and uh, he you know he's done a few little things here and there. He's certainly done more Hold than me. Mm -hmm. I gotta write that down. League of Extraordinary. <laughs> We're gonna no, watch that. No, we are gonna watch that movie. That's the last. That. It's oh, the I last. Love, it's I the last Lee Sean Connery movie. It's the one. It's the one that Sean Connery said, "I'm out. I'm done. I hate this world. I'm not yeah, ever doing I'm a movie again." This pile of crap should have been the one that ended the director. <laughs> I, I am shocked that this guy. Because like, and that's the thing. Like, I was saying to you guys while watching this movie, if you were to, for instance, come to where I work. Right. And you were to be given uh, millions and millions of dollars to make a video game. Mm. And you made one that was this boring and pointless. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't get to make video games again. Mm. Right? I'm, gonna, like, I'm not going to just go ahead. Right around the time that, that he, he uh, did this, did this movie, he started right. dating Charlize Theron. And even after this movie was released, they stayed together for like nine ah. years. Oh my gosh! You're back to uh, you're back to Lestat. I was I I had shifted over to the director, but yeah. I I, I think it I think it stands like for all the pr principal people who are making a movie that if it if it comes out this bad, you don't get to make, like like I said, the people who made the room didn't get to make more movies. But I'm struck. Well, uh, I'm struck. Right, right. 
He's, he's actually enjoying a good bit of success. Hey, look, I, I'm not going to defend the movie. Those air quotes handy, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. You, get, you get to go, Tommy Lysow gets to go make a podcast. Sure. Yeah. Well, he's, in, he's, got, he's, got, he's got some new movie coming out where he's a yeah, hitman. With, uh, with Mark. Yeah, with Mark. <laughs> right. So. Okay, so let, let's talk about, before we, before we cast too much blame at people trying to find a breakout role or a breakout film, Let's not forget where the where the real shit really starts, and that's the fact that uh, the the license for this, their their the movie, the story, the franchise, the Vampire Chronicles was about to be lost uh, by uh, Warner Brothers, right? Yeah, this is so, a, it's kind of like Sony and Spider Man. They have the rights to make movies, right. but they have to make them. They had apparently not only purchased the rights to to make the movie and felt like they needed to. But they had also really pulled a fast one on Anne Rice, as far as I can see. Mm-hmm. Like, like they had they had way more creative control on how this story should be depicted than you well, would think they would. I was mm-hmm. curious about that. Um, I haven't read the books, but I did. I did read the Wikipedia, mm-hmm. which is just as good. <laughs> yeah, just as good. Just as good. Just, yeah. just and, like uh, it. Yeah. And I got so far as to say, okay, so the rock music, the whole lead singer of a rock band. Is still right. part of Anne Rice's book, and I feel so, like right. that that felt like, all right, uh, let's make a movie. Uh, Interview with the Vampire is really good. Let's go and make a movie. Um, well, we've got creative freedom here. Let's put him in a rock band. Oh no, that was in the original book. Right, right, okay, sure. And this and by where... the way, the thing with the most potential in the whole film, I felt so robbed. Really, I agree. that I just didn't oh. get a movie about how in the world he just forced himself on this band and became famous as a singer glamour he glamoured everybody see that's the that's the vampire way been depicted and described it would have been (laughs) very interesting yeah that's it that's the vampire thing okay so look i think i think this is an impossible mission i think when they originally signed the books they they saw they they had a very short-sighted uh plan they was like okay interview with the vampire is a very movie-worthy film that we can make. However, Mm -hmm. the second Vampire Lestat uh, is about him being, uh, you know, he's being a rock star, which is is fine in writing because when you read a book, you, you play your own music, right? You play your music in your head, and you can assume that the music sounds a certain way and it can fit with the kid yeah they don't hire when the corn have... guy to do it for example like right they did here. so yeah, yeah so they don't yeah so so when you do a film you've got to represent that music in some form or fashion and in this case you you narrow down your audience quickly yeah. because in a book anyone can read it because anyone right. can sing their little songs do you think do you think do you think in possible to make do you think in 2002 combo yeah this movie is a combo of the Vampire Lestat and Queen of the Damned books by Anne Rice. Oh, it is. Yeah, they, they, okay. yeah, and and they they brought the Queen of the Damned part <laughs> in because to, they were able to screw up two of Anne Rice's books <laughs> right. in one movie. Exactly. Right. They, they said no way we're going to make both of these anyways. Let's just go ahead and and do the money grab, which is Queen of the Damned is a much better title I, I, and gonna, much more marketable. I'm going to say I, I get where you're saying what you're saying about how that stuff translates better on page than necessarily uh, you know an inner an inner monologue kind of situation with a book is a much easier sell for this than it is on screen. But I would also argue it's actually possible to take that stuff and make it good. There's a million, well, not a million, sure. but there are many Stephen King adaptations that work really well on the page, and then we get movie versions that are horrifically bad, and 
but we I, know deep down there's a way. There's a way. You just got. Oh, there's a, there's a way. I think, but I think I think it takes a special moment in time. It, it's about timing because you can't just make this movie at any time because music has to be uh, in the collective popular culture conscious, like it was, you know, during certain yeah, yeah. times. I, and so I, I, I don't. You'd have to have the. You'd have to have the right source material for uh you don't think like, like two, in 2002 where they're going hey what's the corn guy doing is that still popular exactly. with the kids it's it's, so wait, it's wait, an unfortunate it's unfortunate time popular <laughs> well i'm saying popular. that there is a time when there is no super megastar necessarily I, or i mean i hear this I requires hear a saying. super megastar all right i i hear right. what you're saying but i'm saying the movie completely missed that as a strength it did not at all count on you being entertained by the fact that he's a rock star. In fact, it, it goes out of its way to not tell you that story. It's like, here's a guy. Now we're going to go back in the past, and we're going to tell you well, a basic <laughs> vampire inception story. Now we're going to come back to the future, and, and in the future, the past is going to follow along and come and impact it. And like... That could have, you know, that could have been a, a, like three movies or something, but they missed the whole thing where I wanted something compelling as an audience, you know, like I well, just, now, there, there was nothing. Now hindsight, nothing. hindsight is really easy, 2020, but yeah, I mean, from the get go, you should have known. I mean, it's, it's real easy now to go, oh, well, duh, you can't make, you can't make this film during 2001, 2002 with this cast because we can all look back and go. Duh. But when you're when you're building the film, when you're thinking about making the film and you're under this pressure deadline of getting it out there and you're trying to figure out how to put two books into one. I mean, I have a, no I, have, almost, I don't have that's any almost an impossible task. None that's of these. Really I don't think task. I have any excuses for those people. You either do the project because you're good at it or you don't do it. Like if if yeah. if yeah. Anne, I think I think Anne Rice, she's gone on record as saying, oh, my I gosh, just, this thing is I just disagree. terrible. I disagree because if if every actor waited until just the right role came along and never did any shit fail, oh no, I'm never, not saying they would that. Never make it. I'm not saying well, that. Do, but you're, do but you're kind of almost I, implying that this is kind of a Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Let's let's really quickly get something out. Who cares about the quality so that we can keep the rights? And you're also making Almost. The, you're you're also making the argument that you miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take, and I get that. But if you go out on the court and miss enough shots, they will not let you be a pro basketball <laughs> player anymore. But that's on that's on you, right? I well, mean, that would be on the actor. So, sort of, and, yeah. Like I'm I'm not saying that. I mean, part of the reason I think this guy doesn't have a career now is if you look at him. And I put a picture in our our uh, film sack uh, Discord chat there. Um, it he looks like Kira Knightley, and it drives me bananas. <laughs> <laughs> the entire movie he looked like Karen Knightley to me and it actually for about yeah. three hours I was banging my head against the wall trying to figure out what actress he looked like to me he I knew like it was somebody <laughs> and I couldn't think of who and I even had seen her recently but I couldn't remember what and it was driving me crazy and, and finally I just said I'll bet the internet has already figured this out so I searched for this guy uh, what's his name Le uh, Stuart Townsend. Stuart Townsend, yeah. And I said, Stuart Townsend looks like, and then sure enough, the first Google image search popped up and it was Kira Knightley and that was it. And I had this eureka moment right. in the house. Everyone's like, what is wrong with dad? <laughs> All right, but, so the yeah. first movie, Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Budget, $60 million. Queen of the Dam, a sequel, 
35 million. So anytime you have your sequel that has a lower budget than your original, it's it, not the same as a sequel though. This isn't, this isn't, uh, you know, Captain America, the first Avenger. And then, uh, you know, well, Captain no America, Winter Soldier. Not. But my, my point is, it's not that kind of sequel. This is, this is like, to be honest, you guys, I didn't know this going in that it was even connected to the Anne Rice shit. I thought of yeah, seeing I, some totally different thing that was sort so, of like, you know, yeah. uh, Scorpion I, King level, whatever, 2002. I didn't know there was any connection to the Vampire Lestat or any of that crap until he said it on screen. And I went, oh, that's what this is. Okay. Yeah. It's an Anne Rice novel. I got it. But if that's what they were doing was just trying to retain rights, where are they now? Like who owns? First of all, I think uh, her stuff's oh, a little, interesting. Her stuff's good, a little self-indulgent. I'm not a big fan it's of it you, anyway. It's, it's good you ask because it uh, it has reverted back to Anne Rice, and she is currently working uh, with uh, a network to bring us a series. Uh, yeah, it actually would work conference. pretty well as a series probably. Sure. Why right. not? So, I mean, you got to give Anne Rice her props for the modern uh, romantic kind of vampire that we have now, this almost... For sure, angsty vampire. For sure. Come on, sure. That's, that's like I kept coming back to while watching this movie. Is the subject matter the boring part? I kept asking. <laughs> is is it that a vampire story is too basic, too you know meaningless to yeah. to make it really great? The, the you know, tropes like are I, thin. Like I said, yeah. while we were watching it, I said, you know, this is making True Blood look like the greatest this... TV show that's ever been made. <laughs> and and so that, that I just answered my own question. Like if, <laughs> if I can, you know what I'm saying? And I and I got to thinking, like, what have I seen? What what really have I seen? So like we watched uh, Lost Boys here for yeah, Films right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. That's a vampire. We watched From Dusk Till Dawn. That's mm-hmm. a vampire movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, um, half half it, of it is, but yeah, yeah. But but when we you something with space that. vampires in it too. Did it? Wait. <clears throat> no, we watched something that had space vampires. Oh, oh uh, yeah. What was that? Oh, with with uh, Jean Luc Picard. With exactly. Yeah. Oh right, <laughs> right. That had the <laughs> booby lady. Of London and uh, the booby lady. <laughs> the booby lady. Yeah. People walking around naked for two thirds of the movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 The booby lady. And then uh, the, the vampires. Old, that might be vampires all are allergic to shirts. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> that may be so. that may be the only vampire movies we've seen. Honestly, I don't think we've done. We've we've. I think we've tried for an underworld, like the first underworld, but I don't think it ever mm-hmm. popped for us or something. But yeah, I think we're we have limited uh, access to these. But I would actually it, argue the part of the reason for that is vamp. Okay, I'm going to say it now. Everybody, get your hate mail ready. Vampires suck, and I don't mean literally. <laughs> I yeah, mean well, that's what that was. What I was just saying. I, I was just saying, like, you, there's just not enough room here when you have when once you've constructed a vampire to really entertain, and and that's why that's what, by the way why Twilight and I hate giving Twilight any credit, but mm-hmm. it's it's why it was so revolutionary because it was like we're just going to standardize vampires and put them over here in a sparkly box, and then we're going to tell you this YA story right next to them, you right. know. Right. I'm going I'm going to say that I didn't hate Twilight. There. Shut up. I like it a lot more after seeing this. Like now all of a sudden this this elevates Twilight right. for me a little look, bit. Look, look, Twilight Twilight is wow. like Robert is like Pattinson Archie is no me. longer the douchiest vampire I've ever seen. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, this movie that we watched elevates Count von Count. Seriously. Mm. Mm. Can't wait. Let's count Von Count. Why do I not know what that the is? Character from Sesame Street. Oh, oh, oh! I, <laughs> I forgot he had a last name. Yeah, I forgot he had a last name too. That's funny. 
Look, I love him. He, I'm not giving him any heat. He's yeah. the best vampire there is. But for Absolutely, the most part, yeah. it's just not the tropes I like. I, I like, um, I do like Underworld, the first Underworld. The others are really terrible. But I like the the kind of conflict ones that are like, hey, we don't like werewolves and they don't like us. Um, that always works for me. And that creates your plot. That's enough that, for me right. to take it out of the hole. Oh, I'm lonely actually... and I'm going to make out and move slowly and then I'll eventually right. bite your neck right. and then I don't like that sunlight. Like, come on. It's yeah, like, I don't like this. That's the problem. That's the problem is that anybody who creates a, a vampire movie feels like they've got some sort of need to play with the lore in a way that shouldn't be played with. Like basically, you know, we've got we've got from other movies, from from books, uh, from Dracula, um, we've got established rules of vampires, and it feels like every movie that comes out says. Well, what if if you drank the uh, queen of the vampire's blood, all yeah. of a sudden you could walk around during the day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was look. This movie was not a vampire movie at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, it it had it had vampires <laughs> it had vampires in it. Yeah, but it was not a vampire movie. It was exactly how my intro went. It was all about uh, the emo culture from the time. The director decided to strip it down and take out a lot of uh what the vampires were and we didn't really look much at the vampires it was mostly like family relations and just that's because there's nothing to vampires because vampires are vacuous and lame it's like this when they when they started it and he became the rock star they go to that press conference and the whole world's just like yeah vampires they walk among us like no they didn't even want to bother with it it's just like okay sure these undead people are here uh try not to get bitten ha 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 and then enjoy your concert like it's it sucks it's not it's never fun for me i wish it was once in a while like some combo kind of works uh, uh comedies are, are good like you know what we do in the shadows is one of my favorite fake documentaries ever made i, I went to the world premiere of uh shadow of the vampire mm. is the name of the movie with uh, right. willem dafoe and uh you went with william dafoe i <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was amazing. It was so interesting because it was a real film. It had a story and characters. <laughs> it's a real film. <laughs> had, like seriously. Oh, this, this is the movie. one where he plays the old twenties silent film uh, Nosferatu. Oh, uh, right, Nosferatu, who may or may yes. not actually be a vampire. The point of the movie is you don't know whether or not right. he's actually a vampire. He's just super method acting. Right. And and it was really good. <laughs> the narrator I, says I just, like, he was method acting. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but. Like this, this film, uh, Queen of the Damned. Oh God, I'm never going to remember the name of it. By the way, Queen of the Damned. Why? I don't because basically because the the title character, may, it, 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 like how is she the most highly credited thing in the Gosh, movie? Yeah. She's barely in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that, not, it's that not was, about her. It, yeah, and that was the problem because they took most of the story from the second book and then they sold it with the the much snappier title and the much snappier you know storyline of the book queen of the damned even though they didn't really include much of it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i so yeah you're right so how it is hard to remember queen of the damned of course vampire lestat would we be, would we be talking about this movie if that was the name of this movie well uh, look, look if if yeah. if ann rice was sitting on a gold mine of potential content i promise you that a this stuff would have been handled with better gloves, and b we'd still ha- we'd have stuff coming out every other week from this stuff. Now you say there's a series coming, great, maybe that's the way to revive it. But I think that stuff is self-indulgent and kind of lame. And mm-hmm. and and no offense to Anne Rice fans, I know there's a legion of you. I think it's good. Well, uh, great, I, great. But I'm, right. my my point is, if it was that great, 
If they, yeah, more for you. If it was that great, we'd have stuff, tons of it already. It would have never stopped. Yeah. It would have just right. kept flowing. But it's not well, that great, it turns out. In fact, even the right. Twilight thing, I, we, which kind of stole the, the thunder for vampires and werewolves, even that has petered this, out to the point that no one gives two shits this, about it. This brings back around the conversation me and Scott had a couple of weeks ago that kind of blew up a little bit on Twitter. And that is Scott's definition of what great is, because I don't think I think you're mixing, in my opinion, I think you're mixing influential and mainstream with great. No, I, I don't I, necessarily I, I, think great. No, no, no. I know that it's subjective. That. I know it's subjective. Of course it is. What I'm saying is, I mean, I, I brave all day about how great Fury Road is, but I know there are people that don't like Fury Road and I don't right. I don't begrudge them that because I get it. It's not for everybody. Uh, so greatness is a, is a variable. What I'm saying is, if it was uh, financially viable, there'd be way more right. of her shit on screen. And I just don't think it is. I don't think people care or want more of it. It's too. Mm -hmm. It's too. Like I don't remember a whole lot from that interview, the vampire movie, except that it was a lot of people staring really hard at each other. <laughs> this is well, this is true. A lot, I think it was this a lot is true of most vampires. This is true of most vampire movies. Vampires like to stare. It's yeah. their jam. And okay? I, oh, my so, God. But, but, boy, do they do it all, uh, all the time content. in a stupid movie. Yeah, yeah they do. And, I, and I'm saying, in, like, Interview for the Vampires, actually, you know, by most people's accounts, a good movie. I don't think... I remember thinking it was good when I saw it. I don't remember much about it. But I remember liking it. I just... I'm just saying that's not... You know, that's not... It isn't Star Wars or Indiana Jones or, or something that is, like, a bankable product as much as some might think it is if so it was we'd see it to, more i yeah. want to admit and accept that maybe there are different vampire stories for different people because i was i was sitting here thinking what was the book the vampire book that just really got me so good and it's salem's lot yeah and i realized maybe book. stephen king is writing <laughs> for me a guy differently than Anne rice is writing for her audience and for herself that's the main thing, writing for herself. Sure. This is what she would want to be entertained by. Whereas, like, I was thinking, what what this movie's missing that Salem's Lot has is all the machinations where the vampire makes things happen and is, like, turning screws behind scenes and this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and, and I realized, well, that's kind of a guy thing. That's kind of a Stephen King is a guy writing a guy story, you know, mm. uh, about this Machiavellian stuff. And maybe just maybe Anne Rice doesn't. It isn't entertained by that. Well, it's a different. She has a different approach, clearly. But all all I'm saying it's is, a, if you if you want to make if you want to entertain me with a vampire, that's a good name for a movie. Entertain me with a vampire. <laughs> uh, Entertainment with the vampire. If you want to do that, then I then for me, a cool vampire is one that isn't standing around all wafy and thin and pale with dark no. eyes in a room. I'm yeah. just that is not interesting. It never has been. And I know there's some it's, that are way into that. So it, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Randy, and this is something I've been talking to with some other people lately as well. It's like, how do you represent each person's race, gender, and everything else when you yourself only have the experience of one of those things? And so I do think there's a value in having a vampire that may be seen as a sex object as opposed to a badass. Like, you want a badass, right? Somebody could kick trash, 
Yeah, it'd be sexy you know, too, but sure, I want some. It'd be sexy too. <laughs> yeah, I want something that the makes sex, them more than sexy badass vampire uh, right think, now. You, you yeah. can't name in any of these vampire movies a big, fat, or or muscular <laughs> vampire. Like they are always. It's true. Um, Wait again, there, again. True Blood at least at least gives you but, the option. It doesn't actually say. <laughs> look at these. Look at these normal people of all different kinds. Right. But it does kind of yank Stephen Root and and go look at this ugly mother. Yeah, you know, like, but but does it make true, sense? Yeah. Because I mean the the food supply. I mean we all know what vampires eat. Mm-hmm. So I mean yeah, that's not like is that high protein? Not really. They don't really lift weights. They they hang out most days in a coffin. They so just I like mean you kind of expect them to be kind of almost dead, right? Yeah. They need blood, but they could eat donuts. Yeah, mm. that... you know they could eat cheesecake. Yeah. Now, now the the Daywalker, he was pretty buff when he was doing his films. The Daywalker, Daywalker. yeah, the Daywalker. You know that Blade guy. Oh, Blade. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Blade is cool yeah, but because he was, half, yeah. he was half vampire. Yeah, he was half. He was not full vampire. Right. And, and, and the other half was muscular. Yeah. That's, a, that's another thing. Another thing half I wrote down. Half vampire. Another thing I wrote down was: Is this a whole movie where all the vampires are unconcerned with vampire hunters? Every single there's not a mm. like. Every well, minute of the movie, I'm waiting for someone yeah. to just make mention of the fact that there's a mortal out there stalking them. No, well, they, don't, they don't need it. They don't need it because yeah. they've got vampires that are hunting the vampires, like that are hunting Lestat yeah. because he's uh, all the vampires are really taking douche. Yeah. yeah, well, all vampires <laughs> at that point in time, all the vampires at that point in time were all taking a nap anyway. So we hadn't seen vampires for hundreds of years. So no one was really looking for them at that point. I love right? this idea. Secret vampires are going after Lestat because he is A, exposing their secret world, and B, is a douche. He is a douche. That is so funny to me. Because he is. He's a freaking douche. You just described what could have been such a better movie. Like, if the film had really keyed in on him being a douche as the problem... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, I but think, it didn't. I think He's if there had been more, look bad. <laughs> I think if there, bad. if there had been more discussions like this before the writing of the the screenplay for this film, I think we might have had a better movie. Yeah, probably. Well, I, you also I need, think it was rushed. Yeah, you also need a big bad that feels a little bit more threatening than like, oh, we could completely take out the the mother, the creator of all the vampires, like the first vampire mm-hmm. that kind of. Had the, the the no pun intended bloodline of all these other vampires. Um, if if five of us uh, yeah. suck on her, then we yeah. take her if, down. If if it's only four of us though, she's gonna throw us back with magic a magic force field. But right. if it's five, we got her. We got her. Well, we got to talk about the uniqueness of Aaliyah. In in, in the do? uniqueness, well, I think so. I mean, because what other film can we really look at and go the principal actor? You know, the the principal bad guy passed away. Just mm-hmm. months before the film released, that doesn't happen very often. They had right? to have her so brother. Kind of they had to have her brother come in and help with um, ADR right. stuff ADR, later, because yeah. uh, and and you could hear it. You could hear that kind of vacillating voice thing that she would do. That yeah. was actually kind of cool. But uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, there's Seymour nothing. Hoffman and the uh, the Hunger Games. Um, sure. Uh, what's the movies that released? Jet, not Jet Lee. Uh, t- uh, the other Lee. Heath Ledger. Um, oh yeah, right. The Crow. Uh, the Crow deal. Ring. By the way, this movie was a lot like Crow movies. Which yes, there was such a Crow vibe to it. I even thought the I thought Stuart Townsend was kind of bringing a Brandon Lee kind of broodiness to him. Yeah, very very Crow like. Um, but that's not a good. I don't mean that in a good way though. This emo yeah. thing. This like emo like dark makeup. Th- period deal whatever 
hey, be who you want to be, knock yourselves out, but it's not interesting on film to me. It just makes me feel like everybody's a whiny it, it, little wiener every time I look at them. It could be interesting. Name one that portrayed. is. Name one that is. It, it was not portrayed in a very uh, good fashion. But here. name a film where that's done well. I can't. You can't do it. I don't think. Uh, I, I'm just. I like. I, you put yourself in the audience's eyes. If this movie comes yeah. out when I was 14, I would have found those, those characterizations very compelling. The thing is, it it it's like, why not? Why not go for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we have years and years of history of all of these new metal rock stars who wear a lot of eye makeup and sing like Lestat was portrayed to sing. You know, mm. like, why not give me as much of that as the movie can hold? But it doesn't. It keeps coming around to this girl from Wet Hot American Summer, and she's going to a <laughs> vampire bar. How many times do we have to see I, in our lifetimes a mortal go into a vampire <laughs> bar? Guys? I actually, I, I actually like her portrayal. Yeah. I like. I actually like the actress who played uh, Jesse. I, I like. She's actually. fine. She's a great. She's a fine actress. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with her. She's just in a poopy movie. It's like saying. <laughs> it's like seeing a very you know a, a handsome guy uh, in a El Camino. He's yeah. a, he's a nice guy. <laughs> But what's he doing in an El Camino? Like, get well, out of there. I, she's I given, to remember she's that. given this role where she basically is just playing a vampire groupie. What you think is a vampire groupie for most of the film until, you know, yeah. you, you hear about her uh, lineage and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's. So wait, was you, a, did you did you unpack all of her lineage? Because I there, there was some backstory that makes me actually want to go back and read the Vampire Chronicles. By the way, I've touched in and out of the series the vampire chronicles i've read some here and there but it's been years and it's it was mostly and like i read I, a couple read of chapters here and the there vampire, and that's the only one i just want to i want to yeah. join you i have also touched in and out and their fries aren't great but i love yeah them. they're not they're not good they're i actually kind of like so, their fries weirdly i don't know what it is they're kind of my favorite small, fries they're a little small and but thin the, i'll give you that but so are vampires see i brought it back right, but, <laughs> they're a little yeah. wafy and emo yeah <laughs> I did. There's a couple of things I didn't catch in the movie. I was hoping you guys could fill in because I I didn't understand her lineage as much. I couldn't understand if she was a daughter of one of those or if she was an orphan. Was she born to a mortal that was was impregnated by a vampire? I couldn't quite. You know why you can't quite place hand. it because they didn't explain it. it. Yeah. yeah, probably not. They didn't talk yeah. about it. They didn't explain it. It was just like this weird flashback stuff when she was little, and then suddenly she's teaching some class. Who knows why? And then now she's later on going, "Oh, it's my mom who used to." Be. I thought, "Oh, weird. We're all in this together." And then I guess the uh, what's her name's a uh, someone's grandmother or she's ancient. Lena Olin. Yeah, yeah right. Whatever. Yeah. All, like. That's who that was, Lena Olin. Yeah, who I usually really, really like. I mean, I like her here. But... Usually. You, yeah, here, she's not great. But not so much. Not, not so, so much. much. There's also a couple of vampires at the end there. Now, look, I am <laughs> I'm, I, 100% down with who, however you want to look, sound, be, uh, how you want to uh, present. You want to be a, uh, you want to uh, transition genders, do that. All that stuff's great. No problem in real life. But at the end of this movie, there are two vampires standing next to each other. And one of them looks like a, a lady. Uh -huh. And one of them looks like another lady. Yeah, it looks like another lady. And they're standing there together. Like the and one of them of says, Townsend. Yeah, and one of them says, Hello. And then the other one goes, 
Oi, like starts talking in this low man voice, and it threw me for the biggest loop. And normally that stuff well, doesn't even phase me. But isn't that kind of Anne Rice's vampires, especially? They are supposed to be kind of gender, gender yeah. neutral. What do you call they're, that? Androgynous and all that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, so that that's kind of that fits in with what they're selling. So I mean, he, even he as an actor well, is a good and, call for that because he looks like. I mean, he looks like what's her name? It's freaky to me. He, well, he, I will that, tell you, is that, that Robert Farum? Farnum's like that. Farnum, who? What? Isn't that, isn't that the character who played that? Maybe not. The guy that the guy that oh. ran the the hotel in uh, Deadwood. <laughs> yeah, that's him. P. T. Farnum, <laughs> got it. The guy that uh, one of those vampires, the the kind of the longer faced, goofy looking vampire. <laughs> yeah. Um, These vampires need better names because we can't remember any of them. Yeah. <laughs> he you does have about. our he does have our Mad Max connection because he's the oh. uh, gyro pilot. Uh, from uh, oh. Thunderdome and uh, Road Warrior. Oh, what? right. Oh, he looks like Caleb from uh, like the the yeah yeah Bruce, Bruce Spence, Spence, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The movie's gone up a little in my estimation. That is a better film. <laughs> That's yeah. the only little bit. That's the only little I, bit. Now I'll say this I, though: this is a this is an Australian director, so it makes sense that he's tapping you know people he mm, knows and friends he has. Mm. But this is and Randy alluded to this earlier. This is a guy who went on. To some pretty renowned stuff. Like the name was immediately familiar to me. I saw this and went, oh, who do I know Michael Reimer from? Why is that name so familiar? <laughs> yeah. And then I remember all the podcasts I'd listened to when BSG was still on the air. And uh, Ronald Moore was always bringing up Reimer's name, saying, oh, well, his oh, directing wow. is incredible and this and that and the other. And he did tons of that stuff. Uh, and it's good. Like his, some of his episodes that he directed, some of the best things BSG ever did. So, as far as I'm concerned, total redemption, uh, mm -hmm. but Queen of the Damned, a real low point. In the she apparently directed a bunch of episodes of Hannibal. Yeah, Hannibal uh, an also. episode of the Netflix uh, Jessica Jones series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Only one, though. That surprised oh. me. Eh, you hire a guy, you bring him in, so, you do your thing, and you kick him out. I don't know how right. that stuff works. A lot of, a lot of TV uh, work mm -hmm. yeah. for some of yeah. these yeah. actors. And Good actresses. TV which, which work, is kinda, Which yeah. is kind of what this movie felt like. It could have been more... It could have been 14. 30 minutes. It really could have right. been 30 minutes long. Um, there was so many gratuitous length shots of just people staring. Like the whole concert scene, there's so many shots. Oh. I got so tired of looking at shots of the audience where they're just looking up and pointing for longer than you should have that, right? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. you look up and point, then you cut to what they're looking at. But it's looking up and pointing and just looking and looking and looking. And now we cut to what they're looking at. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't like that trope moment, and it is a trope where the uh, I don't know the name of the trope, but it's a trope where the it's a trope where the band or someone is performing something on stage, and the audience gets excited because they think part of the violence or something that's going oh, on is part of the show. The show. Oh, yeah, 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 that's a common one <laughs> too. Right. Oh, that entire that sequence was bad because he wasn't mouthing the words very well. Right. Um, well, so I couldn't buy yeah. into that. So that was already taking me out yeah. of it. Then you had these vampires that would show up, and this idea that the crowd's moving at hyperspeed, but they're so focused they don't move at all is is tropey as hell. And then they're all leaping right. up there on stage, and like if you're gonna do that, give me the whole. That's there's your movie, but don't right. give me just this little chunk of it and then forget it ever happened, and then spend the rest of your time lounging around talking. <laughs> <laughs> Taking your shirt off. Where's your shirt at? Yeah, this that's guy's the, like that's the chick in the bucket. What happened to your shirt? Yeah, get your. <laughs> that's a good point. Well, Where did that damn shirt go? Oh yeah, it, it, he was allergic to shirts. Right. So, mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, is this shirt it is. made of garlic? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Is it getting hot in here? In holy water. Yeah, right. <laughs> you go to you go to Olive Garden before you came here because this shit is giving me a rash. Yeah, I don't know about any of that, but I I, I just was so bummed out, you guys. I just I was really hoping what we were going to get here was like bad, but you know, cheese bad. A little more and, Lost Boys, a little less. Yeah. Uh, Retrograde. I'll tell you, yeah. there there is a moment of cinema that happens in this movie that I don't know if it was an accident or if it was a moment of brilliance, but it really worked for me. And that is when Aaliyah, the actress, was in uh, the bar, the vampire bar. As <laughs> opposed to actually, Aaliyah, the key grip. I'm like, I don't, right, I don't right. know. Right, right. Just in that. case. Just in case there's two. Yeah. Might be two. There could be even three. Okay. It's a very common name. Yeah. So she's... Uh, She's in the bar and of, of vampires, and she uh, and she starts <laughs> she starts seducing the vampires. And usually that that seduction dance, it it usually falls flat. Uh, oh in, yeah. In a lot of movies. But I actually it, thought they were going to all laugh out loud at her. I really right. actually the the shot of her dancing made me think, oh, they're about to make fun of her, and then she's going right. to go crazy. But it yeah. actually was a really good dance because to. To me, at first, I was like, oh, this is dumb. But then I was kind of like, wow, it's really effective because it's kind of dangerous, but it is a, a we weirdly seductive in some weird way, and it almost feels alien. Mm. And I've got to give somebody, I don't know, just luck, or if Aaliyah just did it, nailed it, the director directed well, but I think that moment of her of her seduction dance was it, unique. It, it, and the 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 first real, like real seduction that we see in the film is the stupidest thing ever. So yeah. like I I get I get what you're talking about. Uh he is in uh, an English mansion and uh, a couple of victims are brought to him and he seduces them <laughs> by crawling up a wall and then crawling across the ceiling and then, dro and, then dropping on him like Sam to, Fisher. That I was great. You, I I want you to put yourself in the place of some leather pants wearing 20-year-old girl watching this and the vampire goes up the wall, and then as he's going across the ceiling, he's suddenly right over you. Mm -hmm. You would take a step to the side. Right, right. You would yes. not stand looking straight up and expect things to go your way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were just food right. in the end, at the end of the day, right? Wasn't that the whole point yeah. of him bringing two girls yeah. in? very yeah. dumb food. Yeah. Yeah, he right. somehow, and it's never really explained, somehow drops, lands on both of them, and they both scream like he's able to suck both of their, like, bite both yeah. of their yeah. necks simul yeah. simultaneously. It, yeah. it looks very uncomfortable because it looks more like a wrestling move because he just kind of, <laughs> he's got, like, a leg over top of one yeah. of them. They, they they lingered on that shot too long. Also, speaking of people that are food, there was a Superman moment where uh, where he takes, he takes her and he flies her to the park. So oh, yeah. they kind of, oh, yeah, they yeah. kind of, they leave their bodies and they, you know, they, they, they're able to move to this, to this park and and a vampire is there getting his woman sandwich you mm -hmm. know that he brought to the park <laughs> yes. and he's just like yeah, yeah. And, he, and he runs him off and he takes his sandwich and i'm like really if a vampire can take your hand and teleport you around yeah guess right. what the whole problem of the movie goes away. The problem of this movie is that Lestat is lonely. Mm. Well, yes. He should just set up an airline. Yeah. If, if that's the he he can have all the people in his life he wants. Just become Mister Teleporter. Yeah, if he can just bamf all over the town like that, it's mm -hmm. and that's the thing. It was just a, a piece of convenience for one scene 
and then he never used it again. There were lots of other moments right. of like real peril that would have been solved if he grabbed somebody's hand and bamfed out of there. It's the right. it's the uh, the 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 plastic Superman S basically. Yep. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Let's create one quick power for him, uh, but we'll right. never speak of this again. Yeah, never, Seriously, ever, let's, ever. Lestat Airlines. That would that should have been his first thought. Yeah, Lestat. <laughs> well, by the way, French for the stat. Just so you guys know. Yeah, that. yeah, the Thanks. stat. That's Grayson. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. his. That's his name. Um, this, as I mentioned before, the singing voice was <clears throat> supplied by Jonathan Davis of Corn. Yeah, I always like to bring that up because I always felt like Jonathan Davis was the most rudimentary name for uh, the lead singer of a band called Corn. <laughs> John Davis. Yeah. John Davis on microphone. Well, well, let's make it Jonathan so it sounds a little more rock and roll. There you go. Um, there was and definitely I, there was definitely a song where it was Chester Bennington singing. Well, they had other stuff no, too. They, they, they had songs the, in there. The yeah. soundtrack apparently was. Um, like, like in the, the soundtrack, soundtrack the you way. could buy had some Chester Bennington. I don't know if they used yeah. Chester Bennington in the. No, I'm telling you, I heard his voice while Lestat oh. was shown singing into a microphone. Oh, well, I, that I don't know. That I don't know. So what it says here, I you know, we can we can um, argue about this, but the his voice was supposed to be in the movie was supposed to every time be this be Davis from Corn. However, there was some contractual deal, some kind of problems, and he could not sing on the soundtrack album release. Five songs written by he yeah. and Richard Gibbs for the movie were then performed by on the album by Marilyn Manson, Chester Bennington, and of Lincoln Park. And David Draymon of Disturbed. Uh, and they had a Disturbed song in there. Down with the Sickness was in the yes, movie. That was in yep. there. Um, Although it was a it was a strange remix. Yeah, it was I, weird. I, at was, first I was like, is that a cover? And it took a while to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's what they were playing when people were going into the to get to the concert. Burning Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, right, to Burning Man. <laughs> yeah. But that, how do you how do you make money on a concert like that when there are no ticket uh, like things yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. go through? There's no merch table. It was is, horrible. Is everyone yeah. there a vampire? Not everyone's a vampire at that concert, right? No, only the. I nope. thought only the hooded guys. No, the just a, yeah. handful, a handful of Assassin's Creeds. Exactly. It was Assassin's Creed in the land of misfit vampires in the back. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood going on in the background. Yeah, That's awesome. Right. Anyway, yes, right. Dunaway. What were you gonna say? Oh, oh! I was gonna say. Well, you know, some of that stuff can be explained away with the the charisma of vampires. His real his real point not wasn't was not to really make money it was to be vain but you know how do you tell the roadies that they want money right or the rest of the band i mean or the rest of the band right yeah but you could say he used his charms just to charm the whole darn place yeah no he could he could have had some massive wide area area of attack style right uh glamour (laughs) but they don't explain it like randy keeps saying they don't if you're gonna do that you gotta at least tell us how or why or or you know, then that's interesting to me. Like, I kind of, I like the powers part. And maybe, the, again, these books and this whole kind of vampire st- story probably just aren't for me. I need mm-hmm. I need somebody with, like, guns full of silver bullets and, you know. <laughs> which which isn't even what you do for movie. vampires. Yeah. They go out of their way to tell you that the rest of the band, after Lestat leaves, the rest of the band tries to keep giving it a go. Yeah. 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 Like, they make sure you see that yeah. headline for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. This isn't working. <laughs> they, hired, know, and, they hired some Brazilian guy to be the lead vocalist, and it just didn't work the out. Singer, the, the Filipino lead singer of the uh, the fan club. And That's were right. the were the band vampires also, or did I misunderstand that? No, they okay. were not. They All were. Right. 
they were just a, a like a new metal band mm -hmm. that were playing near where he was sleeping. That's the only is, explanation you get. Yeah, and they had the southern access because he's in Louisiana. Is the whole idea, right? right. Okay, right. all right. By the way, what Louisiana? I'm uh, no, uh, that's right. it. Never, right. ne you never get to set your weird. Uh, fantasy fiction in Louisiana again. This is we've gone over our Louisiana quota for eternity. Well, it's definitely a big vampire trope to do that. Like people yeah. like to do the whole French uh, Cajun, C yeah, thing. Cajun. Got got to have your Cajun vampire, a little spicy, yeah, a little, a little saucy, and also just Are that you? whole era of of colonization and and where the French were settling there, and then you know this those crazy mausoleums and above ground graveyards and all that stuff just lends itself really well to it. By the way, this is the, this reminds me of a trope, uh, in the movie, mm. which is when we, when we go to see how Lestat was created by Marius, uh, the first thing we see is the house that covers the entire Island. You're mm. like, there is no extra square footage on this Island. The house is is entirely on like it's the whole island it's yeah. like like i i don't know how to i don't, I don't know how to uh, it, it's so nonsensical and I'm, I'm sure there's one out there someone built a house oh yeah but i like, guarantee it's ruined now and no one lives there like it's they've got fema on speed right. dial or something because right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> you better hope you better hope there are no fluctuations in in tides or currents or, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just true. like I I love the I love the romance of it, right? Ooh, let's go to and now we go to Monte Cristo and see this mansion that this guy lives in. But along the way, I'm just scratching my head, like, no, that house is no. You do not have that house. <laughs> Did, uh, uh, and another thing, another thing. Yeah. He specifically says we have to be hidden. We have to fly under the radar because if they if they catch us too much, then they hunt us and they try and to it, kill us. And another. What about your house? Yeah. How, do, how is that under the radar? Yeah. In another galaxy or another another universe uh, or or reality, uh, Randy is a location scout. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <you> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that idea. And it's a yeah. goatee instead of a big full beard. Um, hey, how about learning? How about uh, the fact that we learned that uh, one of a vampire's uh, secret powers is playing the violin really well instantly. That, uh, to the point where. That oh, was really and, and, and having so it work over. as having it work as a way to un, un uh, awaken the statue. That what yeah, what? Right. Okay, okay. <laughs> Both flying across the room. <laughs> yeah. That was really clever, though. No. I really enjoyed that. The one thing in the movie I really enjoyed was this depiction of how vampires acquire uh, skills and powers. Mm. I I thought that was really well done. It's just like it's so lost in that whole story. You know? Yeah. Well, so, they barely touch so on it. They barely did he make it. it? Did he make a deal with the devil? Because he was certainly playing that devil goes down to Georgia, right? That was <laughs> was that no? Okay, so no, yeah. I was a little confused too because there was supposed to be the Jesse story. Kind of had well it had many flaws, but one of the things that we were supposed to believe is that she read that Lestet's diary and had decrypted something to do with the violin and. Lestat even went to back to his house and took a look at the violin and said, "Ah, clever girl." Clever and girl. I was like, yes. I was like, "What is he? What? What just happened? Did I miss?" So mm. I feel like I missed something again there. So no, they just didn't do it. Movie. They just were bad at it. That's all. You didn't uh, miss anything. Right. Uh, another little thing, just a pointer I want to give you guys. You ever go down to the beach with your buddy and you're both uh, musicians? You know, sit yeah. on the beach mm. and play your instruments. Mm -hmm. If you put a third instrument out, you know. It's kind of yeah. like saying to any passersby, you should stop and bother us. Yeah. Right. Don't, I, just yeah. don't put the third instrument out. You'll right. never be bothered. 
Yeah. I thought Chekhov's gun. I thought I'd figure it out at Chekhov's violin at this point because at the very beginning, he starts to go towards the new metal band and he's carrying his violin with him, which mm-hmm, I guess he mm-hmm. sleeps with in his sad mm-hmm. naps. Yeah. And <laughs> later on, he was uh, he was on the beach and that lady was playing a violin. I'm like, oh, he's supposed to kill her. He's supposed to take that. No, he's got it. They got an extra one. Yeah. They got like, an extra one for him. Yep. You just. You're gonna have a bad time if you leave the extra violin right there. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always have your extra violin within arm's reach. That's the lesson we learned today. We leave, we leave that one for the devil to play. That's right. Uh, Tom, Tom Cruise, by the way, was asked to return in the role. He declined hardcore. He was like, no, <laughs> I can't say no hot enough. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. After 10 minutes of laughing, he finally said no. Yeah, by the way, I, I wrote in my notes, he's really more of a fiddler than a violinist. We should be using uh, yeah, the yeah, word fiddle true. over and That's over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially when he gets into the high speed. Yeah. So that's yeah. a bit of a bit of a diddler. But Tom Cruise would have been a, a good bit older at this point, right? Because well, interview was in '94, and this would have been uh, 2002. Ten, so I mean, not even quite 10 years. But yeah, he'd have been. He would have been okay, though. He would have been all right. I think so? Yeah. I mean, I'm not. There's no way to come near this with a 10 foot pole. But had he done so, <laughs> uh, he would have. I think he would have been fine. We were seeing movies with. I mean, what was Tom Cruise doing in 2000? Let's just look. Uh, Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible at that point. Well, he'd done multiples of those by then because there'd been at wow, least one by 2000 yeah like oh it yeah was. was it like 98 or something 90 let's see mission impossible 2 is 2000 uh mission impossible uh, 1 sky was 96 time, yeah uh, vanilla sky was 01 02 is minority report see see he could have done better <laughs> <laughs> right of no course oh wow i didn't realize mission impossible 3 was already this old that came out in 06 that's my favorite one i love that one well um, I think I like I think I like two best. Really, you like so I gotta, the? I, got, I mean, I, I love John Woo, but that movie we saw it on here. Are you, are you sure you yeah, want to say two? I, I might have to go back the, and watch uh, all three again to the make motorcycle sure. Motorcycle jousting at the end. Yeah, that's the yeah, one. Yeah, I don't yeah. even I don't, and I really like John Woo, but I don't think that's a good movie. It's it's okay. <laughs> three is real good in my opinion. Well, uh, see, once yeah. again, we're getting mixed between what entertained me and what's good. Yeah, it's not always it's yeah. not always the same. No, and <laughs> and also what's real? Like I, I have just as time goes by, man, and we hear more and more about how Scientologists are torturing people and ruining lives. Like it's getting harder and harder to like anything they do. Yeah, like, I've just, I kept I keep putting it out of my head, and it keeps coming back in. It's pretty low profile now. Do you think he's still like? Is he showing up to meetings and getting up and talking in front of crowds and all that stuff he used to do? Or do you think that's all they, gone? I think they've just been so overshadowed by Trump. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you're just not you're not catching that part of the news right now because everyone is facing the other direction maybe but hey, I, I feel like hey, even Scientologists the over here we're still here everybody <laughs> we're still doing stuff that's a pretty good uh, tom cruise voice you just said by the maybe way they're just, all... i was waving like you could you guys yes. can actually see me right. while i was saying all that oh yeah. good good maybe, no you need maybe they all maybe they effort. all went to that vault they have in the uh in the mountainside yeah, yeah. do they have a they're vault right, in the do. mountainside <laughs> yeah they, they got do. a vault like, maybe they're, they're hiding out until trump gets done oh i want to say it's uh it's here near um norad isn't it like it's somewhere yeah, in the, yeah. uh, the cheyenne oh well it's like we're, a not, big... we're not allowed to talk about it Ibit. it's like a big oh, bunker sorry. kind of sorry. a bunker shut thing up, up. like a bunker is that the deal <laughs> uh, all right speaking, speaking of torture um uh, the <laughs> worst the worst the worst <laughs> cast picture in imdb this week oh goes goes absolutely to a woman named imogen annesley 
who was one of the club vampires. Just scroll down until you find Imogen Annesley. Okay. And then and then look at the picture. And there's the She's thing. She's in the extended cast, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's Here the thing, is. guys. Club vampire. This, I cannot ever unsee this picture. What oh, is that? Nice what is that? I, I don't what know. Kind of, what you got there? Was that a baby? I don't know. It's, oh. it's, from, it's, gotta be, it's gotta be from the howling, right? Because that was uh, that was all those crazy... The Howling 3 and 87? It's funny that this was yeah. like her choice. Like, um, yes. Was it her choice? I don't think it was her. With um, weird hair baby. I don't think she well, chose. It, but here's the thing. It's not her. just the baby. It's this strange appendage between her arm and the baby. Right. I don't know what is there. I've tried and tried to figure out what's there. Oh, yeah. Like, why would this be your publicity photo? What are? What is anybody thinking? That appendage is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Oh, that's she's... like one of the, that's like a Facebook photo that you crop for sure, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. right. She's uh, she's you know lovely. She's a very lovely lady. Looking at some pictures the of her from the day. Yeah, no, no, that photo is weird. There's no question about it. But <laughs> but she uh, she you know it's got stuff going on. She's all right. Yeah, that that baby needs to do a little babyscaping. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Speaking of what grossed out Scott. Oh yeah, let's talk oh, about yeah. that. This this movie. This movie really doesn't care about the blood sucking, does it? It like no. it's just like whatever. Well, you know, everybody knows they suck blood. Whatever. We're not mm -hmm. gonna, you know, like we're not gonna try real hard with prosthetics. We're not gonna well, depict it as mm -hmm. anything more than just and, a violent attack. That's that. Mm -hmm. And what's the whole deal with? I didn't understand what the the new added lore was about. If you drink the last drop of blood right. out of oh, your oh yeah, gym, that's. That's not really that's, that's that's in the Anne Rice books, I believe. Yeah, you're not supposed to drink the death, the the death blood. Okay. Which, my interpretation of that was that Anne Rice was trying to get out of the problem of vampires, which is if they if they kill and drink and kill and drink, then there's no humans left because mm -hmm. they're so powerful, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Vampires are so powerful and thirsty, they make more vampires, and then the next thing you know, there's no humans. Like in a matter of minutes, like they just consume the world. Right. So. You, you do get out of that if you give them the restriction that they can't kill everybody to the last drop. Yeah. Like, I thought that was actually kind of clever. Hmm. But at the same time, you can't depict it. I can't see how much blood's left inside a person. Right, exactly. How do you know it's the last drop? Is It's like the, you gotta the know. Maxwell House. The Maxwell so, yeah. House rule of vampires. <laughs> that was, that was, <laughs> so that was, that was a, a uh, I think that was part of the lore she wrote because she needed uh, Lestat to have flaws as, as a character. And one of his flaws was that he had an insatiable thirst. And sure. so he was always right on the uh, the edge of, you know, just killing himself because oh, of his oh, thirst. Yeah, it's uh, like, kind of like you know maybe, what? maybe something for alcoholism, maybe something uh, like that. All of the know. all of the archetypes have this kind of variability. You got you know zombies. Some of them run. Some of them walk and shamble. Some of them meet brains. Some of them just want to kill you. Right. Uh, yeah. Rage and virus you versus give, whatever, and you know. So and it's, you have to give them a limitation that explains why they don't just take over the world like that. Sure. In the like twenty eight days and weeks later uh, movies, they starve themselves to death if you just leave them alone. And a lot of other things are just undead forever, uh, you know. So you can you you do this, and the only time I ever see it where it's not, you know, like that, like vampires get this treatment, werewolves always get like weird changes or or convenient plot points that make them behave differently for their movie or whatever. But when you have like a Frankenstein's monster type, 
that's pretty much just always a bunch of dudes sewn together and a big dumb guy. You know, like right. they don't really go, well, and this one can also do mathematics. Well, like, <laughs> and we were talking about the uh, like the vampire movies and kind of what they need. I would actually love to see a <laughs> vampire heist movie, like where you've got a group of oh. of people, like oh. a group of, uh, you've got a vampire, a werewolf, and a, and a Frankenstein but it's done seriously, not like a comedy mm-hmm. that like don't, have to... don't sell my best idea ever. <laughs> right, like, just giving it away. This is pretty good. <laughs> like, is and it's a good. heist movie there where they have to break in and they have to basically use their abilities to, to break into like a vault or something. Well, the most excited I've been in a while and then was very disappointed, but also so- sort of still enjoyed it was Bright. And the reason I liked mm. it, the things I liked about it were the idea that in a modern day setting we had these races of elves and orcs and half orcs and humans and, and like, you know, the D and D pantheon of, of, uh, characterizations are all here, but you know, the orcs are kind of crime Lords and the, you know, the, the elves are super weird and have their own thing going on and nobody should trust them. And there's magic coming back into the world and all that stuff's super fascinating to me, like really fun to play with those ideas. Mm-hmm. That's what this sort of thing should be vampire modern day rock band mm-hmm. he lived in the 1800s flashbacks are cool but you know kind of highlander style and they just man i don't even i half the movie i didn't even know what year we were in it was like all right you had me you had me with vampire rock band i imagine him sitting at the drums controller and singing by putting the mic controller on a little like a little mic stand mm-hmm Sure, why not? Just, that's how I see him. Why not indeed? I prefer a DJ vampire. I, that would be awesome. DJ oh, vampire. Yeah, there kind of a go. Skrillex kind of thing going right. on maybe. Oh, so, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Spinning the hits. Got a big helmet on. <laughs> I like it. No, they no, don't not a helmet. <laughs> you don't no, want a, no, no helmet? He would not have a helmet because every now and then he has to suck somebody's neck. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Okay, the, the, the gross moment. You guys want to know what I thought it was? Yeah. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. Okay. Did we lose Brian Dunaway or Ibbett? Am I here? Am I here? No, I think Ibbett may be not hearing us. Ibbett, you there? I think he's... uh, He's typing. He's typing something. This is very exciting. I'm going to move him around and just see if I can help this problem. We can hear him, though. Okay, I'm going to move him back. Brian, you there? You guys can probably still hear me. Can you hear us? You're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. I see my... Yeah, okay, he, you can't. He we can't, can't hear, hear us. You, you can't hear us though. Okay, we, we hear you. This is this is definitely a hard pause on the show. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, this is where I pause and save. Uh, I'm gonna pick it back. Ah, hey everybody, it's back. All right, grossest moment in the movie. You guys have yep. all been wrong so far. It's got nothing to do with anybody's blood or any sucking or none of that. It's gotta be the. It's gotta be the tub scene. Nope. The tub scene. The tub scene was unexplained though. Yeah. Like if. If there had been more detail, I think it could have been gross. Yeah, it was but too it was ambiguous. Like, look at really this. It's me. supposed to be beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it didn't bother me. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't need to see uh, rock guitarist nipple ring up close for 30 seconds. Ah, yes. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Oh. That was pretty bad. Yes. Right in my face. Like, come on, dude. I don't need to look at that. <laughs> like, I don't even, it's not that it's, you know, whatever. Go pierce your stuff. That looks painful to me, and I don't want to look at it. It makes me feel it's, queasy. It, it's actually what it, his nipples disturbed me just about the entire movie because they were always you know center stage. But I noticed one thing: he, they, they, you know, some some guys shaved their chest, and uh, he he had nipple hair, just a little bit mm-hmm. too much nipple hair that looked like it had been trimmed. But they decided to go against the complete 
shaving <laughs> right. for mm-hmm. some reason. They just went with trim nipple hair. Yeah. 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 He's just, well, he's Irish. Aren't they weird with nipple hair? I don't know. I'm making that up. I have no idea if right. Irish hair. <laughs> you aren't going to say you're not trimming me I'm whole like, nipple, are you? Because I'd like to have just a wee bit of hair on the nipple. He said. I'm not calling it a whole group of people on the nipple hair. I'm just saying this guy. Yeah. This guy. We always like hair. to have a wee bit of hair on the nipple. Um. Anyway, that was my gross thing. And um. also, how come no bats? When do, When does a writer or a creator of a vampire lore decide not to go with the bats thing? Is because the bats I, thing I, I think every time right. because it's dumb. Yeah, it is dumb, right. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The Turn, shape-shifting. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with the shape-shifting aspect, but I get it because we have vampire bats, which makes me go, which came first, the lore of the vampire or the bat? I don't know which name came first, but I don't know. Blood-sucking bat. I guess you got to all tie it in. I don't. I don't do you, care do you guys? Do you guys judge me because for the last probably. Eh, Half of the movie, I played Hearthstone in the background. Is that bad? <laughs> I judge you harshly because I stayed focused, and that's not fair. No, I paid attention. <laughs> I paid attention to what was to see. I just was like, oh, that guy's this done with his move. This I'm going to make a move. This is something that I talk about in my house all the time because we watch movies back to back to back and TV shows, and I'm constantly mm-hmm. going, oh, I want to watch this movie. And somebody, somebody else house go, eh, I watched it. It wasn't good. And I'm like, wait. You're gonna have to qualify that for me because I've seen you watch movies and right. you'd like you have it on in the room as background noise. That don't count. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like you know, while you're right. I, yeah. I like the I feel like Hearthstone gives you a really good line of demarcation because I can I can play Hearthstone competently and watch a film, but I can't play it professionally and watch a film. Like <laughs> I will make mistakes right. in Hearthstone. Oh, for and, sure. It, it probably increases my, or it probably decreases my win percentage by like 10%. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Like, like none of the, I expected to win nothing with my face hunter like, during this time. I, I cannot, for instance, uh, another game I cannot play and pay attention to a movie is Clash Royale. If I this pay is, attention to the movie, I lose every this, Clash Royale game. This is breaking my heart because I am <laughs> such a movie purist. I get mad. If I'm like wanting somebody to watch a movie and I'm like, I'm telling you, this movie has some really important talking points, and we need to yeah. talk about these points. Please watch it with me. And then mm-hmm. they just sit there and they start doing something else. I'm like, you're not watching. Well, that's why I'm on, have <clears> I'm on my computer, though. You got to remember, I'm on my computer. I got this big widescreen. I got movie going on over here. This thing's just sort of yeah, randomly happening over too. here. But here's the thing: so, when I'm in a like a, I'm with you. When I'm in a room and we're like lights are down, TV's on, movies going, and my kids are like looking at their phones or talking to their friend. I'm like, why are we even Get bothering? Out. Don't even bother to I, watch a movie. Go somewhere else. Let me watch this damn I just, thing. I just want to say, though, the movie sucked. You know that, right? <laughs> like, if this was not, this is like, I think it depends on the content. If we're, if we're sitting down for a new episode of Game of Thrones, it's freaking offensive if you're, right. if you're playing Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. But this movie, but, it required you to but, get distracted I, or I you consider, kill yourself. I consider, I consider Film Sack to be a pact between friends <laughs> right. and that we have all agreed 
that we are going to watch the same crappy movie. <laughs> right. And no matter what. And, uh-huh. No matter I, what. I felt a little movie, guilt. I felt a little the guilt. The movie needs, I'm sorry, I, I'm with Scott. The movie needs to uh, be held to a standard of keeping your attention. And this movie did not meet that It was standard. really bad at that job. You had one oh, job. Yeah. I didn't say it was good. Yeah. It it was try it was trying to it was trying to pull away as hard as I was pulling towards it. It was like <laughs> it was an unwanted relationship. Like Brian, right? <laughs> Brian, I'm saying you could be playing Hearthstone right now. That's right, Brian Dunaway. You're kind of a a, a sexual assaulter in that. I am a little bit, would, a little bit like that. I would not. Uh, yeah. Okay. There it is. That's how it is. Well done. Uh, all right, I'm going to say it's clips time. That's the best transition of all time. Uh, Brian, you're a bit of a sexual assaulter. Let's move to clips. Uh, here is your uh, first clip of among a few. There's not a ton because the dialogue in this thing sucks. But here's uh, something with, let's see. I just wrote, this is so bad. That's what I wrote. I'm over it. You see, I'm falling in Guys, oh. guys. Look. Look, corn. Look. I, there are corn lovers out there, and I'm. In, I am. You know, well, I'm a huge corn lover. There's nothing wrong with corn. Is a mm-hmm. th- well, all right. Corn. Right. That yeah, sucked. Some, is all I'm no, saying is that, that sucked. That was no some good. Some minced garlic was, and black pepper. Mm. But I, I gotta tell you also, this. Uh, like corn music with, um, I think somebody else's vocals superimposed on it. That yeah, was yeah. not good. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I, it was not good for several reasons. And to me, the primary reason that hurt what was going on was watching Stuart Townsend because he does not look or sound in any way like that voice. Right. Yeah. So it was it is very distracting to me. But maybe because I've seen so many corn videos and I know that voice so familiarly yeah. that it, it distracted me. And I wasn't sure if it was a distraction for others. Do you like the corn? Yeah, you a fan of the corn? You know, I like generally. I I like the corn from uh, yeah I was a huge corn fan I still like corn so the so the I I this brings up other movies for me and I'm curious if anybody else has them the two films where I am just like blown away at seeing the actor si- pretending to be singing and hearing someone else's voice like those moments when I was just like this is so entertaining were mm-hmm. Jason Lee and Almost Famous yeah right and uh. George Clooney and Oh yeah. Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, Gotta be. That's a great Gotta example. <laughs> Those yeah. moments are just yeah. so awesome. And this film doesn't even come close. <laughs> it's so far away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a so, so it's far a, away. It's a bummer. Uh, here's some more stuff. This has uh, come out. Do you have anything else to say to the other vampires listening out there? As a matter of fact, I do. Come out, come out. Wherever you are. Okay. Oh, but you can be in a control room somewhere. Right. Hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> come out, come out. I'm sitting. He's like refusing to be there at present in that place. But mm-hmm. no, he needs other vampires to. And he, he starts. He starts that whole interview with saying, I hate to repeat myself. Uh-huh. And what's he ended with? A come repetition out, out. of himself. Oh, he yeah. loves repeating yeah. himself. Are you kidding me? Every, every. Oh, it's like that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's bad. Also, uh, when he was on that giant split split up screen thing, mm-hmm. uh, I hate when movies do this. When the person being yeah. filmed looks at you through it and he's looking down and over at where the lady would be sitting, right. he has no right. idea where she is. Exactly. And don't come to me going, yes. oh, it's part of his vampire powers. 
F off. <laughs> so why is why is the person you arguing with the guy from uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? I don't know. <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> what? And uh, why? And why does he doesn't like to make toys? <laughs> why does he have to be in that control room? Like he, they yeah. could have so easily explained that the press conference is happening during the day. He can't be right, outside right. in the sunlight. Mm-hmm. Like they could have given us any number of explanations, but they just leave it to your imagination. And so in my imagination. He's a douche, yeah. and like, yeah. there's no real, you know, logical it was, explanation. It was kind of the Snope moment, right? Mm-hmm. He was he mm-hmm. was the Snope of his time. Yeah, well, yeah, Snoke. I, Snoke, you mean? Snope. What'd you say? Snope. 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 I ain't telling <laughs> what I said. Snope. Not even coming. Snope. Snope. Not telling you. Snoke. Snope. Snoke. He meant Snoke. Snope. Okay. I love this. Someone, someone needs to go to this episode and pull that all out and do something with it. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what, because that was awesome. Oh, my gosh. He's going he's gonna to not only uh, get all the vampires to expose themselves, he's going to debunk the, uh, the latest crash right. of internet hoaxes. Uh, <laughs> yep. Man, I enjoyed the hell out of that. That was really great. Okay, uh, next clip is this one, uh, Giggle Girls, I wrote. <laughs> there you go. This is girls yeah, oh, that was so, those were such horrible forced giggles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hated them. I really didn't yeah. like them. They're they're my least favorite things in the world right now, ever. Uh, so that's that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We got this one. Um, oh, she's bad actress in this. I think she's pretty good in other stuff. But here's the line from what's her name, Jesse. Was I bad? Yeah, you were bad. You were bad. Was I bad? Yes. There's no question in my mind that you were bad. I like I cannot place her in anything else except Wet Hot American Summer. Have, has anybody ever seen her in anything else? No. No. I'm trying to think. Uh, no. Oh, she's in some recent show thing that I may have seen, and then now I don't remember what I what it was. But she's in stuff. She's fine. She's Mar- fine. She's good. Moreau she's real good. Is her name? Yeah. There's nothing she's wrong. She's real with good. Her. Real good. Actually, when the movie started, I thought that was Ducks. Oh, Mighty Ducks. Well, let's see. There you go. Then that was a hell yeah. of a show movie thing. Uh, she was in both of them. Apparently, like a character that comes back for the sequel. Oh my! Really. It's too bad, by the way, there's a new uh, NHL team in Las Vegas now, uh-huh. and I just think it's too bad that they didn't start by making a movie and then name the team after the movie. Yeah. I think that's how it should always be from now on. So when you say a new team, this is just the Raiders, right? Aren't they going by the same name? No, no, no. N- NHL. There's, uh, a, oh. there's a hockey team that's got the, it's got a really dumb mascot. They're the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights, sure. And it's like that. no thought went into that whatsoever. Like, because they could have been the dealers or some, I don't know what they could have been, but I'm just saying there should have been a movie. Yeah. Yeah. There should have been a movie. And then the movie gets, becomes the name of the team. That's, that's all I'm saying. I don't disagree. (laughs) I think you're right. I think the fact that they're just still the Raiders, that's dumb. Uh, here we go. Stop Uh, it. uh, I hate fake news from real channels is what I wrote. Hi, I'm Serena Alto with MTV News. Vampire turned rocker Lestat has returned with a new CD called Forsaken. Uh, yeah, F but, that. But that was MTV <laughs> News from 2002, which I don't think existed at that point, but maybe it did. It did. Oh my gosh, it did until very recently, dude. Really? I, well, okay, I just, how about I, how about I stop been the guy it? delivering that news. Yeah, that's true. Right. That would have been Kurt Loader, wouldn't it? Kurt Loader here with your MTV News break. Uh, hold on. 2002 would it have been? I'm trying to think what what the deal was in 02. 
I I definitely was not consuming MTV News by 2002 because I'm pretty sure that they were totally taken over by reality TV shows at that time, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't consume any MTV in 2002. Oh no, no, you know what was on them was the the um uh, the the Ozzy Osbourne show, the Osbourne. That was the yeah. thing I watched. I watched that pretty religiously. I thought that was a pretty great. Two, yep, not for me. It was a great view of a drug-addled fool. It was <laughs> fantastic. Aww. Well, you know, he was. Think of it. He was a very drug-addicted man. <laughs> um, all right. What else? But, but yeah. There was something else we were all watching on MTV back then. Was it? Oh, they had Fear Factor back then. Yeah. Oh, I thought that we was were, NBC. We were watching that. Oh, yeah, Fear Factor. Before right. it moved on to network TV. Ah, okay. It was on M- MTV. Right. <laughs> For network TV, it was MTV. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to play I this th- one. I don't, uh, I don't think Ozzy goes back that far. When did that show start? Uh, 2000, and I thought it was one or two. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Do I have that right? I the Osbournes? Yeah, I think so. I think that sounds okay. right to me all for right. some reason. I guess uh, it 2002 like... premiered. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Yeah. It's settled. Okay. Then it was interrupted by the news of Lestat with a new CD. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like back then the show on MTV, everybody was talking about after each episode was Cribs. Oh, yeah. Cribs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, just because it was outrageous. Like you, you just could not help mm. yourself but talk about the outrageous crap that you saw on the new episode of Chris. I think that's about when I started checking out of MTV. I think I was about done then. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a sound of biting into a statue vampire. So that's fun. All right, there's that. Yeah, that's... who here was uh, hoping that it was going to start breaking his teeth? I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No He'd come out there looking like Cletus with his teeth right. missing. <laughs> exactly. Ow! What was that sound effect anyway? What was what was the sound oh, designer the... doing? Uh, the director again. was literally eating sand. Yeah, pounding sand. Let's hear who it knows? again. Um, we play it one more time. Here you go. Ugh, I don't know. That's um, that is pulling apart uh, two halves of a mango. No, of a no. of a citrus fruit. I felt uh, like they, I felt I felt like maybe pulling a leg and thigh off a cooked chicken. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not bad. That's all right. Yeah. Had a little bit of a hiss at the end, like a poison, like a poison trap or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like some some kind of deal going on there. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. Uh, next up, we have uh, this, which is uh, she's everyone's mother. She's your mother. She's my mother. Akasha, the queen of all war damned. She is my that your mother, my mother, everyone's mother. F off. <laughs> have I driven this home yet? Yes. Is it the mother it? of all mothers? <laughs> Here is uh what? I don't know what it says. Where is your host? Oh, where's your host? That's what that was. Hey, who invited Billy Corgan to to be a vampire at the club? Did you see <laughs> that guy? Bar? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah, weird. he was kind of Billy Corgan. He always By was. Way, do, he had his vampire did, phase thing, didn't he? Something like that. Yeah, he did. Pretty yeah. much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we like Billy Corgan, or is he still? Yeah. Uh, oh, I love him. I like him. I never didn't I like to him. An interview uh, the, with uh, Howard Stern and Billy Corgan, and I've got a lot of respect for the guy. Did he yeah. say? There was um, definitely Scott. There was definitely a stretch where we all hated Billy Corgan. Did he? Reason. Did yeah, he say? Remember. Did he say on that interview? I loved my time on Small Wonder when I played the boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he did not bring that up. At oh, all. Okay. Darn it. 
Um, no, I, I don't remember ever disliking him. What, what was the what was the natural uh, the national I, hatred I, toward I, him? I, I'm telling you, I don't remember. I just remember. It was there right was after time. he shaved his head. It was it was the um, post Siamese dream, smashing hmm. pumpkins, and then he shaved his head, and we all kind of like, oh, what are you doing, dude? Now you're like, <laughs> what you're getting you a little full of yourself. Come yeah, on, yeah, maybe that was it. So that, back, Sparky. But it wasn't like and he came of, out and said, "I think it's okay to eat infant children." It's not like he did that. <laughs> No, he never did They're that. delicious. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and by the way, uh, I bought. Do you listen to Howard Stern? Is Howard Stern a, a, a current thing on I radio bought. somewhere? Oh, yeah. He's on <laughs> is, XM, right? Or Sirius or whatever. Yeah. He's, still, he's still on Sirius? Yeah, he's, he's still, still doing his Sirius thing. And uh, that's one of the stations that's usually on in my car. Either that or there is an actual covers channel. If it's Howard Stern complaining and fighting with the people in his, uh, in his uh, studio there. Uh, then I switch over to Covers Channel. If he's interviewing somebody, then even I don't even care who it is. I'll listen to him interview. He's he a good interviewer. Brandy Carlisle last weekend was really good. Yeah, he's a good a interviewer. It's Carlisle it's man. he's weirdly um, weirdly astute interviewer. He um, really is. Yeah. For for I, kind of what the I, rest of their thing is. So yeah. When I first bought my car in like 2009, I I had like a temporary satellite radio subscription. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was listening to Howard Stern, and it was—I would turn off because it was—it always seemed to be he was talking to a C-list celebrity woman, trying to get her to do something like a porn star would do. Oh, so you've heard the show? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it was like—it was like that was every day. Yeah, and and like, there's a point where it's just like, do they really? Do they ever do anything of substance ever? We need to watch the movie. Which movie? It's a good movie. Oh, private Parts? Yeah. Oh, Private Parts? Yeah, I'd private watch private that again. Parts. It is a good movie. It's, it's, yeah. it's, and I hate movies where the person in it is playing themselves. I hate that. But I but it actually works. That movie's weird how it works. It's, I think I think it's the first time I remember seeing Paul Giamatti. Yeah, oh, early for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He was great in that. Oh, my gosh. What a dick mm-hmm. he played. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite th- uh, vampire in the whole thing, the whole movie, is who I'm going to give you now. This is my, oh my least gosh, favorite. Like a 20-way tie. <laughs> <laughs> This is my least favorite vampire. Here you go. Going somewhere? Now this will only hurt a little bit. In fact, you might even enjoy it. Yes, it only hurt a little bit. That guy sucked. Do it in the bar. Yes, he sucked. He got killed, I guess. Pretty much, he sucked. Yep. Pretty much every vampire in the bar you wanted to die, which was good because Mm -hmm. they did. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much yeah. yeah they all burned yeah. to like, the ground i did like the effect okay so the the special effects here's the one i hated was the like uh the, fe- the special effect of somebody of a vampire zooming at you and you see rip, 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 little trails of them yes yeah. i hated that I mean, effect the ghosting the ghosting the go- effect it's yeah. like the guys aren't the arms in that movie we saw for film sack 2017 nerdtacular with the, when he was doing his karate arms remember that what was uh-huh. that yeah uh, yeah, what was totally. whatever that was, yeah. that, I hate that effect. Hate it. Yeah, I did too. I right. the I did like effect I did right. like yeah. was the flame, mm. like when they would burn up and the the ashes would kind of float up, like you know, like they were like trash it. bags, like giant yes. black trash bags. It's like <laughs> exactly. what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that was the only thing. That was the only thing that the audience at Death Valley, when it finally clicked, <laughs> it's like, like oh. Wait a minute! This is part of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. I agree. I both those sentiments. I agree. Uh, here's I, this. Oh, what? Oh, I I did like 
I did like the time shifting of the vampires. I, I their their speed. Sometimes they were going slower. Sometimes they were going faster. And it was to kind of represent how vampires are not in sync with humans and they're kind of otherworldly. Yeah. I did like the idea. I just the idea is okay. It. Execution kind of sucked. Um, I don't even like it. I didn't like it in True Blood either. Just that idea that somebody could move super fast somewhere and nobody else could, and it just it felt like you, if you you really hate Flash, don't you? It's you, just like the you, worst no. series ever. I can deal with Flash because it's one guy, but these vampires that like zip around and you may as well play yakety sax while they're doing it. It just sucks. Right. It's not good. All right. Here's oh, I wrote. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, that'd be all right. I wrote this lady. So let's see what I meant. Lestat, I came all the way from Tarzana. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to kick her so hard, dude. The groupie. Uh, right. Oh, she got but she got rejected pretty early. Quick, did. like. She's out. Send her back Tarzana? to Tarzana. I came all the way, all the way back from Tarzana. Lestat, I came all the way from Tarzana. <laughs> this, was, this was a different movie in that one sequence. Like it was a completely different movie about being famous and people seeking you out and trying to, you know, get with you. Right. And, mm -hmm. and like, I actually kind of wanted to see that movie, uh, you know, more than the one we got. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get that. Here's a <laughs> sorry. Here's another. Here's another bad acting moment. Let me be with you. Let me be with you. Boy, that's really got a lot of emotion in it. Let me be with you. Let me be with you. <laughs> Cut. Can you do it better? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Branch. She get. She get roofie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she get roofie. <laughs> roofied herself. Here's a. Here's a guy uh, saying the thing. I'm gonna show you my new painting sometime. Okay. Great. Show me your new painting sometime. So that. That's. Uh, uh, What's his, his name? Uh, not Barry. What's his stupid name? I want to call him Barry because we watched. Oh, whatever. It's, anyway. It sounds like the guy from the room. Play it right. again. And it's, it sounds it's, like the guy from the room. It's David. It's actually, I think it's David who is who is kind of uh, Jesse's father figure oh, in this, uh, in this movie. Talbot. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, and so and and so that was I, I what do you think about that trope of of paintings where, you know, it's like throughout time that, you know, a character keeps popping up in different paintings i think it's lame because it's basically it's just a it's a cheap way of saying well this would be like photos today it right, right. it it's works the, it works in destiny. photos it's been foretold right yeah like it, it works in photos it doesn't work in paintings no it doesn't the artist interpretation that different. guy yeah um <laughs> peter uh, paul mcgann was the doctor in um alien three. Oh, oh oh i liked really? the doctor in alien three yeah i thought that do i thought the doctor in alien three was the guy that plays the, the captain on discovery um, why do I have oh, that in my head? Or maybe he was in that movie too. No, he wasn't. Was he in that? Was he in that movie? Uh, I can't even think of his name. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm having like Aliens uh, Three blackout right now. I can't remember anybody. Aliens something, right? Um, on, Alien Three. I wish it was Aliens Three, but it was Alien Three. The, right. So, uh, Charles S. Uh, not Charles Dutton. S. Dutton, no. Um, <laughs> was not. not I was gonna say I was making sure that's what you didn't think. <laughs> no, no, there he is, Paul McGann, and he played. Yeah, he's the doctor. Well, You're totally yeah. right. Totally right. Now, for whatever reason, let's see if he's in here. No, I'm not seeing. No. I, it's I, something Isaac, right? Not yeah, Oscar, uh, uh, Isaac. Uh, Jason Isaacs. Jason, Jason Isaacs. Isaacs. I thought he was in this, but I guess not. Maybe I confused those two guys. I don't know. I don't know. No, he's just you know, Lucius Malfoy. By That's the way, it. Alien <laughs> Three, Alien Three is way better than you remember. It's actually pretty good. It totally is. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked to, Alien Three. Yeah, I need to sit down and watch the Alien movies again. I haven't seen any of them since the one time I saw them all, like twenty years ago or I, something. Mm. I, I, if I mentioned the show before, that I 
often watch it over and over again. I watch it what? several yes. times. Yeah, the whole series. Just... Yeah, the whole thing. Even even Prometheus. I have not gotten uh, the latest Alien movie yet, but it's Covenant. going in the rotation. Yeah, you should even watch Covenant. It sucks. You, it does suck, but you should watch it anyway. I mean, it's yeah. I, I, wow, and that guy, Paul McGann, was one of the was a Doctor Who at one point. Oh no Doctor way! Who? He was a doctor on really? Doctor Who. I think so. <laughs> really? That's crazy. He was the doctor? Yes, but not. Well, not, not this the doctor. He was a not, terrible not way, for a whole series, but like as a as a one off uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, appearance. Yeah. By the way, I want to make a prediction here based on 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 uh, several no. things that have been brought up. <laughs> Someone is going to look at Mad Max Fury Road Uh-oh, and Scott. realize realize that sometimes you can make a great film by going to the kernel of the property itself and just expanding it and expanding it until that's all you've got. Mad Max Fury Road takes the the foundation of Road Warrior, which is just crazy driving across the desert that's it that's all it is and it expands into a whole film and, and it's very entertaining yeah. someone is going to realize you could make an alien movie that is just about the thing the first movie was about which is people fighting off trying to survive an alien attack yeah I agree. and they're going to make they're going to make an, a movie in that universe that uh, ridley scott yeah they'll quit trying to be so high-minded about it and they'll just make a yeah. damn alien movie i agree that's what mm-hmm. I want. I want, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe more aliens than alien because aliens was, was a great way to create more action. The other one was more of a horror movie and a suspense film, but, but yes, like just put aliens in there, have them be scary and hard to deal with done. There's your movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alien I, I, I agree. Road. Make find, that movie. Find, <laughs> find its essence. I mean, I would argue the reason these Marvel movies yeah. are all working so well is because they're finding their essence and mm-hmm. applying right. fun ideas to them. And they're also applying like, it always talks about taking a, a heist movie and mashing it in with your with right. your Ant Man. It's a it's a well, political yeah. thriller. Right, right. The Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe also benefits from decades and decades of thousands of stories. So many storytellers telling stories that you're able to look across all of that and pick the really good ones, like yeah. the best ones. Yeah, you pull and, out the you know, good like, stuff and apply like Civil War or whatever. You you apply it. That Infinity Gauntlet stuff is a huge part of the DNA of Marvel and. It's broader universe, these, so why not? Yeah, these, these alien prequel sequels, though, they don't have that, and so they need to stop trying. They need to stop, you know, <laughs> hanging everything on. Here's a new script of all this stuff that's set in the same universe, because you're not picking the best script from thousands. You're just trying to to hit a grand slam on one swing. Oh, I like Randy's two. philosophy. It's just like, don't even try. Just stop it. Yeah, those two <laughs> movies bum me out so bad. Because they're they're yeah. so cool looking otherwise, and I love Ridley Scott, and I love some of the There's core concepts. Potential. But man, yeah. just what happened there? Uh, all right, there is. Oh, never fear me. Never fear me, Lestat. Okay, that's the first Rihanna, not Rihanna. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. <laughs> Aaliyah. Yeah. The first Aaliyah. Whatever. <laughs> voice I put in here, but uh, figured we may as well get her in. All right, so here's some. This is that wooden acting again from that one lady from from Jesse. Here you go. All these years. I'd hoped this place was real. For the first time in my life, I feel like I'm home. That's bad, dude. Wow, she needs to um, she needs to go watch Terminator Two again and and uh, like get the uh, can't remember the actress's name, but Sarah Connor, the whole yeah. narration. Yeah, you know, 
watching him playing with that machine. Oh, it's so good. Yes, and and a big part of it was that we had already seen Linda Hamilton in the first Terminator Terminator movie. And so we had an idea of what in the world she was going on about. Mm -hmm. This one... You kind of need to give me some more sub contacts, guys. Right. Yeah. right. I don't know, what, who cares? I don't care about this character. Yep. She used yeah. to kiss on Ron Perlman in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Anyway. She did. <laughs> uh, this is, this is the final uh, clip I have. Here you go. You kill me. You kill yourself. Okay. Thank mm, you so you much. You kill me. Oh. You kill the slave Leo bikini I'm wearing, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she was, uh, at, you know. Taken too soon. Uh, who knows where her career would have yeah. gone acting-wise, but certainly, you know, she had her fans and her music and mm-hmm. freaking airplane crashes, man. Probably. Yeah. Didn't they turn out somebody was all drunk flying that thing or something? It was something weird that like was that. The, yeah, that was the decision, was that oh, the pilot wow. was uh, under the influence. Yeah, like oh. they all were that day. I mean, they were all partying up there. But let me tell you, planes, flying them, and partying, probably not a mm-hmm. good combo. Planes and rock stars, usually just not a good combo. Yeah, yeah. just not a good idea. Yeah, maybe not mm-hmm. do that. All right. Also, maybe don't, fly also, <laughs> maybe don't, <laughs> drink, maybe yeah, don't yeah. drink more than two rock stars in the same day. Good idea. I like this <laughs> advice. This is fine advice. <laughs> Looky Lou, everybody. It's the film sack checklist just handed to me for this movie. Uh, dude looks like the crow. Check. Worst film sack movie ever, possibly. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Tough. I didn't say check for sure because I. I know there's been toughest, some stinkers. Toughest one to get through in recent memory, for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Not Hard. sure why that vampire lady has such a low voice. Check. And I was referring to the. I think it's a dude at the end. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Connection. This has one that we could find or Daryl could find. It is Tim Walston. He is a sound designer and did that for this movie. He is also a sound designer on Star Trek Nemesis. Another movie I think is underrated and I quite like, but not just because Tom Hardy's in it and I have a crush on him. Uh, <laughs> soundtrack great. I give it an S for shit. I don't think there was anything what? great about what was great well, about it. I don't now mean the license songs. Score, right. score versus score. Soundtrack. Only talking right. score here. Not talking. Okay. Okay. Score. Not talking licensed property songs. Those were fine. And in some cases, great, but I don't. Right. I'm talking. I'm with you. The score, the, the score was all over the place. Uh, it, it was definitely all over the place. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't understand some of the music choices at all in the score. Especially near the beginning. Yeah, they're poopy. Poopy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means it's time for the Twitter post. In hundred, sorry, 280 characters or less, you guys get to sum up this film in the best way you know how. Let's start with Randy I, Jordan. I just, I, I just realized that I wrote in my Twitter post something that Scott did earlier. Oh. I think Scott. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, the movie we just watched. Honestly, I don't remember the name of it anymore. <laughs> don't watch the very last minute of the movie or you'll die. Okay. Maybe you should watch the last minute and end it. Full let's stop. <laughs> ah, the let's stop. Like I get it. it. That's good. Uh, then uh, Dunaway walked in with his. Uh, uh, Queen of the Damned. I remember the title. Like a mm. vampire with garlic breath. It's a good start. Now give me my crown. <laughs> Very nice. Finally, Brian uh, Ibbett. Queen of the Damned. Lestat isn't so much a vampire. He's a glampire. Ah, well done. Oh, they were we were full of puns today, weren't we? And oh, bad jokes. I might have some more for you, so listen to this. 
alternate titles just handed to me. Diary of a Regretful Vampire Novel Writer. That was the first one. <laughs> or finally, here's good. then here's your pun. Bram Stoker, uh, sorry, Bram Stoker is having a Bram Stroker. <laughs> Get it? Because he's he doesn't like how vampires have been treated. I, see. I, I, I like the first one better. All right, thanks. Re- read it again. No. Greg Skinner wrote in. <laughs> we know... We know Greg. Uh, he yeah. sent us an email, filmsack at gmail.com. And he says this, Filmsackers, I just want to share a couple of anecdotes from my friend Steve, who, along with being one of the fi- uh, first webcomic creators with a melon melon pool strip, with his melon pool strip, rather. He also worked for a while as an animator in Los Angeles, working on the production company that made Attack of the Killer Tomatoes cartoon show. Oh. Yeah, do you guys remember that? that? I remember that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, while that alone is not saying a whole lot about quality, uh, they would have people from the industry come in occasionally to direct and produce episodes, including one guy who worked with both Filmation and Hanna-Barbera. His name was Rich Trueblood. That's a nice vampire reference. Anyway, right? Uh, he was one of the He-Man animators on 98 total episodes and bragged that they were using 80% reused animation starting with the He-Man oh, episode yeah. 2. Uh, this is all referencing to our conversation last week about animation and how crappy it was in the 70s and 80s uh, he also worked with another animator that used to work for filmation in the 70s and he said that they would have reels of footage uh, that was already developed with the character cycling through actions walking turning jumping etc when they got the scene and voice track they were instructed to go to the vault and get however many feet of this footage they needed to uh, fill the scene out and make the episode then do key scenes with new animation but only when absolutely necessary so like wow. you were all expressing during the Flintstones episode, they were specifically directed from their bosses to save as much money as possible. And I'm glad that animation survives such a capitalist-type mindset. Love the show. <laughs> uh, see some of you in less than two weeks in Vegas, Greg Skinner. All right. Uh, yeah, that anyone who's close to the... we heard I heard some voices from people who worked in animation or knew people who did or their uncle worked on filmation or whatever. And, and then emails like Greg's. They all seem to confirm what we were talking about, which is... The but the cost is, of doing things was so high then. They didn't right. have the tools we have today to to be a, a little bit more mass production and high quality about it. They were limited, and the audience wasn't clamoring as much as they do now. So what you end up with is not a very good economic proposition to have a, a series. So what do you do? You cut corners, and you make it work with what you have. Uh, that does not mean, and this is the part I want to make really clear, because we had a lot of people mad at me last week. Uh, oh really? They they think I'm giving way too much hard time to this. Some guy was like, "Dude, I love Grape Ape. You guys are crazy." Grape All this Ape. stuff. What? And I said, "Someone said that." They did, and I said back oh. to them, and I'll say it again here on the air. Because these are bad does not mean I wouldn't sit in a room with all of you right now and watch like hours and hours of Super Friends or Birdman or a thousand other terrible cartoons because they're fun in you know they're some basic weird way. And they're good because they're bad in, you know, in some ways. So I'm not saying I'd rather live in a world where the stuff didn't exist. I'm just talking about the reality of the era and what you were getting was not the best work you could have been getting because nobody had the money, the wherewithal mm-hmm. and the, the bandwidth and the, and, the, and the tier of tools that we have today. They just didn't exist then. So you got what right. you got and it was and fun. It was a top down thing. Like I'm when sure the animators felt, right. felt skeevy about grabbing, oh, let me have a... Give me 18 so. feet of Fred and Barney driving in their I don't, vehicle. Mm-hmm. I don't think you feel as skeevy as you think. I think you're trying to be a storyteller, and you're trying to get the product out. Now, I'm not defending all animation, but I am going to say I don't think going to the vault to get pre-rendered uh, stuff and 
putting it creatively into your story is necessarily as bad as you think because it's not uncommon for us artists in the digital age to copy shapes and forms to a new uh, you know to a new layer in Photoshop. If you're writing a four panel comic, you need a you need a character to stand in a certain spot. You may copy paste them just for expediency. No, doesn't mean I understand that, but expediency bad. of eighty percent uh, reused animation per episode right. of the rest of all the 98 it, episodes of, of he-man no that, that's my that's my point i know it's not true of everything right. there was disney movies that were full-blown productions that were disney quality that were amazing like there was that was still happening but that's where the money was and if the money wasn't there you had to do this other thing and that's fine they made like i keep saying i don't think it's a negative toward the creators especially the ones at the lower end like Ibit was saying it is kind of a top-down problem the executives are like, do what you, you know, don't draw anything yeah. new. And the guys is below are like, let's, right. what? Is it a we top were... down problem or is it consumer, is is consumers also a part of that? Sorry, Randy, go ahead. I just, we, we made a point that is kind of unassailable, which is the quality of the content was in decline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and especially for these two assholes named Hannah and Barbara. <laughs> like, and, and. And when you confuse that with, well, the, you know, but what about the tricks that were being used to reuse stuff? You know what? There was a comic, a cartoonist named Burke Breaded, and that guy was freaking hysterical for decades. And he would go draw a Bloom County strip where he drew the same exact thing in four panels, which is to say he drew it once and copied it into the other three panels. And he would write a joke that was stunningly funny in, in there. You know, like, uh, the content was good. It, I don't care that he cut corners. I don't care that he didn't draw uh, over and over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like, I understand that. It was funny. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that, like, this, we're talking about the quality of the entertainment, not, you know? And to, like, and it, to stave off the emails we're going to get, we know it's Berkeley Breathed, okay? We know... Bre- no, it, his name is Breaded. I've, I've watched the documentary. They say it over and over. Breaded, 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 breaded. Well, if it's breaded, <laughs> it's spelled B-R-E-A-T-H-E-D, but sure. Like breathed. Yeah, yeah. like breathed. Yeah. Berkeley breathed. <laughs> I, it's, it's definitely spelled that way, but I'm telling you. It's my favorite children's book growing up. Berkeley breathed. Mm. He pronounced it breaded, and it's, it's like... I, I just, uh, you know, like... Yes, 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 yes. There were lots of of tricks and so on but that was true of earlier eras too like i'm sure as you go back into those looney tunes from like the 60s there you'll see lots of tricks and reuse i'm sure of it yeah I, and you do, and like you said to do them today people do it today certainly digital gives afford you that in fact so much of you know depends on the cartoon you're talking about but there's a lot of tweening happening where the computer's filling in motion and and you know automation is a big deal and plus you know you can send your stuff off to korea now and do it for half the price and like there's just so much of that going on. It's a that's why I'm saying we live in such a cool time because cost of entry is so much lower. Potential audience is huge given that, you know, you've got more outlets than three networks on Saturday morning. You've got YouTube, you've got a million other ways to get it out there. So it's a beautiful time we live in now. They didn't have those options, so they did the best they could. Yep. And I still like it. I sat and watched, well, it was in the background, but I watched Super Friends on repeat yesterday while I worked. It was great. Freaking loved it. It was awesome because it is terrible, but great. Yeah, exactly. And they yeah. and you know the whole ah Superman, you're super fools and all that stuff is so good, yeah. but so bad. 
And it's okay mm-hmm. to have those two thoughts in your mind at the same time, guys. It's not a problem. So save your emails. And thank you, uh, Greg, for your thoughts. Uh, Unless your last names are Hannah and or Barbara. <laughs> yeah. In those cases, direct those to... They're not alive, are they? Those guys are dead, aren't they? Hannah and Barbara? If, if they aren't, then Viva Rock Vegas certainly Yeah, I know. Them. They were fairly... Yeah, they were They were still hanging in on Viva Rock Vegas, right? Let's see. Mm-hmm. They were, because they appeared yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Warner yeah. Brothers, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to okay. find their names. William Hanna is alive, age 90. And fuming right no, now. No, nope, he's, he's dead. Died, sorry, he's died dead. at age 90. He's dead age 90. Just, just happened. Uh, <laughs> he died in 2001. He died a year after this movie was made. Or yeah, a year before. Joseph Barbera died at age 95 in 2006. Oh, wow. These guys lived a long time. Yeah. Wow. Good job, guys. Queen, you know what? Clean living and reusing animation. <laughs> long, what is their, long life. The secret, what is the, the secret to longevity is reusing animation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ooh, I think isn't... it's also having enough money to live comfortably, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, they did fine for themselves. I don't think Hanna-Barbera think were want for much. I think they were fine. Well, good, good on them, and we hope their family's well. Hey, check it out. If you want to ch- listen to us next week, you sure can. What's our movie next week? Do we know? What's our movie? Oh, yeah. We're we're uh, we're moving back in time, uh, watching Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yes. Whoa, way back in time. What's that? 60-something? 68? 60-something. Like yeah, it's the uh, George George Romero's first foray mm-hmm. into the, the zombie genre that would take over the world, really, one day. And he has just died last year-ish. Yeah. Uh, look, his glasses look, are still The Walk of the Living of the Dead. Yes. Look, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I've watched this movie many times over the years, and I've got to tell you, you go ahead and put your cell phones up because you are going to be <laughs> bored. You are going to be bored to death. No, so, it's uh, an important movie. It's a, it's important. It's a lot of slow-moving zombies eating guts. And, uh, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of scenes of just talking and standing around, so trust me. But it was like this I early example of like... Uh, a, uh, an African-American protagonist, which just did not exist back then. And, and you had like all kinds of weird rules getting broken. So by, and, by and decide which one you're going to watch because, uh, Amazon prime mm-hmm. has, I think six different versions with color wow. and HD and mm-hmm. one I, from the point of view yeah. of the zombies, I think mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's terrifying. We are watching it on Amazon prime. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to define, uh, one, specific version like just pick one and watch it yeah. we'll, we'll come out find the other side what's funny is this will be our second walking dead or uh sorry day of the dead living dead whatever I, I movie that series right yeah we saw we saw the one in the 80s 85 uh what was that one called day of the dead day of the walking dead or day of right. the living dead whatever dawn it is of the dead um now dawn no. was the mall one which we haven't seen that's right. that no, a really good one yeah and the remake's oh. really good too yeah. Well, um, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the original, and then I'm gonna watch the most recent Day of the Dead Bloodline, which is on Netflix, oh. 2018. He did he direct that, or what's the deal there? Oh, probably not, since he was dead, right? right. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but his glasses live on, so perhaps right. they did them. <laughs> perhaps his glasses directed. You can't it. destroy something that huge. No, <laughs> that's what kept him going going for so long. Is those, those Hector Hernandez. Of- Vickens, that sounds totally wrong but that sounds great we'll uh check that out but it's <laughs> n- 
Day, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, everybody. Check yeah, it out. Night of the Living Dead. Amazon it's Prime. Amazon Prime or wherever. You know, you'll find it anywhere. And a lot of people have it on disc or whatever. So uh, watch it and be here with us next week. In the meantime, filmsack.com is our website. You can always leave us voicemails or v- emails rather at filmsack at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at filmsack. And you can also leave us reviews on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. So, see you next time. Blah, blah. Blah. <laughs> My favorite kind of vampire. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.